Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is uh, season two, mm-hmm. and episode 46, Don. Welcome yeah. back. How you doing today? Yo, I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, you make everything complete with me, so I, I mm-hmm. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You sure do. But guess what? Thank you. I we know. Have, we have... Uh, it's going to be wow. very interesting today. Yeah, this is very, very interesting. This is the uh, this is an interesting one that's going to come up today. So <laughs> I just want to hear how you're in, going to introduce the person. Yeah, I, I had to think about this one though. But this is uh, this is this is a first lady of the family, first first lady of the house. Okay. <laughs> right. nice. I, I, I call her wifey. Okay. But uh, but she's known to the church as Elder Dion Walton. Welcome, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Welcome, awesome. welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> uh, sweetie, I, I just want to go back in history. This is our third time. Remember that. The first one was just you and I. We were in the prayer room, remember? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then we did two others. So nice. this is the third. Well, this will be the third. I'm sorry. Welcome. Third one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Don. Well, like I said to our podcast listeners, we like to thank them for taking the time out to listen to us. Uh, whatever social media platform that they may be using, mm-hmm. any questions, comments, or concerns, please contact us at via WhatsApp nine five four three eight 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 seven eight zero. And before we always do, Don, to start off with a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. Father God, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you were able to present your words through uh, the social media, Lord, to uh, all the medias for someone to listen to this sermon, Lord. We want to thank you for the components. We want to thank you for everything to make this possible for your glory. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Before we start uh, to the lady of the house, mm-hmm. um, I want to congratulate the praise ministry mm. while wow, they were able they were awesome to usher, yeah they were able to usher in uh to a time of the sermon it was awesome mm-hmm. god was definitely mm-hmm. in the house yeah for that yeah uh next i wanted to thank deborah and the two ladies that did the praise dance mm-hmm. that was wonderful mm-hmm. really really well orchestrated i want mm-hmm. to thank you and we can't we can't forget pastor mike know, <laughs> we, gotta right? put him in there. <laughs> we gotta put pastor mike yeah. in there for yeah. doing that though for that well, your sermon, Wifey, uh, I don't want to say Wifey, I want to say Dion. I'm going to put it her name. Okay. <laughs> Elder. Uh, Elder Dion, you're right. Women's Ministry Sabbath, you, when you were asked to preach uh, at the Women's uh, Sabbath, what inspired you to come up with this title? Well, very interesting. Um, thank you for asking that question. It's been... Um... A topic that has been dear to me. Uh, I know, Dawn, you very well know about the sanctuary message. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, of coming into the faith, the sanctuary message means so much to me. And I think it just gets bigger and fuller. And I remember when I got the inspiration about this, 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 this sermon title, almost three years now, I actually um, went to speak at another church. And uh, that night, the anointing was still flowing. And I went into your little closet, hubby. <laughs> <laughs> And was just spending, said, time there. <laughs> spending time with God mm-hmm. and um, just in prayer, it just reveals to me how God wants to host himself in his people on earth. 
to be their his glory carriers. And so from ever since, it's just started to marinate. And so I would be journaling or just making little notes, sending myself text messages. And it just finally around the time for women's ministry, you know, and looking for a speaker and was, you know, tasked with the uh, the privilege to bring mm-hmm. the message that mm-hmm. in praying and just seeking God, I felt that it was just, we are at that pivotal, pivotal time in history where people need to know that there is this unreservedly freedom an expression in just being God's temple where he can host himself and that we can truly show the world that we are his glory carries in the backdrop of what's happening in society with everything that's going around that people can, you know, feel free to express their love to God in, in their own creative expressions in their mm-hmm. own um, experiences. So it was just, a privilege for me that, you know, in his way of inspiring me, that it just the final product of it just came into bringing back the glory. Hashtag BBTG. You got it. You got it. You got it. You did say that. Thank you for that answer. So at the beginning of your sermon, you started to talk about David and that whole discourse before he starts to actually dance as he brings the ark back. Why did you choose that specific portion of the Bible to open up? Why? So I chose that because it, it, um, it was, it really was an intersection of what was happening in Israel at that time. And Mm -hmm. David being a revolutionary. So the mm-hmm. state of the spiritual condition of the people, mm-hmm. as we talked about that, you know, the ark was taken. Mm-hmm. And so the glory had departed, so God's mm-hmm. presence. So they had, they had formalism, they had ritualism, mm-hmm. they had tradition, but they didn't have the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And they didn't yearn for the presence of God because for 20 years, God was kind of exiled. I look at it at God was exiled in someone's house. Mm. But the command that he gave to Moses was let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So Mm. God's plan was not to be exiled in one person's house. Mm. He was supposed to be in the midst, tabernacle with the people, in the midst of the people. Mm. And they were comfortable for 20 years to have Mm. God's presence being in the house of one man. Mm. And so... Just looking at that, that when when the glory we talked about, I talked about when Eli's uh, daughter-in-law, when mm-hmm. she gave birth and she named yeah. that child Ichabod, that was prophetic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Ichabod means no glory, that mm-hmm. God's glory has departed. Not only did God's glory departed, the leadership of Israel was no more because mm-hmm. Eli, the spiritual leader, he mm-hmm. died. So there was a leadership vacuum there. Mm-hmm. And so if you have no leadership plus the king, which is God, mm-hmm. he also has left. So the people were in total disarray. And mm-hmm. so because God was looking for a man and he anointed David before David became king by, by Samuel, that mm-hmm. I want a man who is a man after my own heart, mm-hmm. my man, my man who's after worship, who man who's going to seek me. And that's what the first thing that David did. So he was king over Judah 
for seven and a half year, years, just the tribe of Judah and a, a little, you know, the, um, some of the, um, the tribe from Simeon. Mm. And so in Hebron, he was there for seven and a half years because there was a civil war. There was a split. Mm. So uh, Saul's son, Ishbosheth, he reigned for two years. Mm. And after that, when David became king now, where the United Kingdom, so the 10 tribes and the two tribes came together, the first strategic act that he decided was a spiritual one that mm. I need to bring the ark to bring the people. I need to bring the ark up to the city of David, which is also mm. Zion, which is also mm. Jerusalem mm. to unite the people, to bring it back to a central place of worship so mm -hmm. that God's presence can be back among his people. And mm. that's why that is why God chose him because that was the heart of God to be in fellowship with his people. Mm. And so I chose, I chose second Samuel, like that intersection about David saying in second Chronicles 13, he said, um, let us. So he went and consulted with the priests and the elders and the people. And he said, you know, let us bring up the ark for we have not inquired of it since the days mm -hmm. of Saul. That is powerful. Wow. Wow, wow. wow. So that was his first his first decision we have not inquired so just to think about it because mm. we collectively corporately as a people we have not inquired of it since the days of Saul. Mm -hmm. mm. wow wow that's true um i want i wanted to back up track just a little bit um back and i think you spoke of what's first samuel chapter four mm -hmm. and you mentioned about the time that the philistines they lay siege on the Ark of the, of the of God. Mm. Uh, could you walk us through that a little bit after that, what happened? Sure. So it was, it was a time where the spiritual leadership was disintegrating. So Eli mm. was getting older. His sons, Hafni and Phineas, they were, the, the Lord said that they were wicked, you know, so they desecrated the temple. They did things that were just, um, not acceptable as the spiritual leaders and so because Eli did not uh, he didn't um, discipline them God was displeased mm -hmm. and so for in that culture in that time of antiquities most time when nations go to war they bring their own gods That's right. you know, right. they, they bring their gods mm -hmm. so they thought okay if we bring the ark of God and the ark of the covenant was the most sacred piece of furniture in the in the tabernacle in Moses tabernacle it its locale was in the most holy of holy and and the high priest only gets to go in there once a year so right, right. so they thought if we can bring because it is you know the Shekinah of glory where the glory in the you know at night you know it's a pillar of, uh, mm -hmm. of fire by night and a pillar of cloud to show that the presence of God is there mm -hmm. so they thought if we bring God's presence if we bring our God in the camp he's going to fight for us because we have seen where he has given us victory mm. but not recognizing that because of how they were administrating because of their spiritual leadership and because of their failure to lead the failure to lead the people into holiness and to lead the people as he prescribed in righteousness and to keep his laws mm. they took god they took the presence of god in the camp self-confident but god was not there mm. so the philistine defeated them the Philistine mm. defeated them badly where 30,000 Israelites died that day, including 
the two successive priests, because when Eli, they would have succeeded his two sons. So the head was decapitated. The spiritual right. leadership was decapitated. And mm. for those nations, whenever a conquering nation conquered the nation, the conqueror, mm -hmm. that, that it shows that their God is more powerful mm -hmm. than yeah. they, the, the nation that they're conquering. So they thought, okay, the Philistine thought Dagon, their God, was more powerful than the God of the Israelite. Mm -hmm. But we see that they have a sad thing coming because they took, mm -hmm. you know, they would take back the spoils and they would take back the, that other nation God as a trophy. Mm -hmm. And so they brought, they brought the Ark of the Covenant to Dagon to pay tribute as a trophy to say, see, we defeated 30,000. We defeated them and their God is weak. So we're just going to bring as a trophy that you conquered them. But God was showing his superiority. So they won, they, they put, they, they put uh, the Ark of the Covenant in the, the house of Dagon and woke up the next morning. They went in there and there was Dagon, their God, falling face flat you know, before the Ark of the Covenant. And they were like, okay, you know, we're just going to, you know, this is strange. We're just going to put him back up again. And it's, I find yeah. that ironic that, you know, we, they were serving a God that they literally had to help. help. A God who couldn't talk or move or something that they literally had to set him back up. And mm -hmm. so morning two, they went in there and, you know, he was limbless and all <laughs> in prostate again before. And they just got fearful because not only that, God inflicted them with 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 tumors. He mm -hmm. inflicted them with a plague of tumors and rats and rats bring disease. So mm -hmm. there were five cities, five leaders in, 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 in Philistia. And so they started, you know, like to say, hey, let's move the ark into Ashdod. Let's move it here. And they're like, no, no, we don't want it. <laughs> Send it back. So mm -hmm. God was showing that he is superior and he is God and God alone so they sent it back to israel and there were some people in betchemes like the farmers they saw it coming back they were curious to look into it and by gazing into it god killed some of them and so they were greatly terrified again so they said mm -hmm. you know okay let's take it to a city in jerusalem to a priestly family so abinadab was a priestly family with three sons ahio Uzzah and Eliezer, but Eliezer was consecrated to caretake for, caretake for the Ark of the Covenant, mm -hmm. and it stayed in Abinadab house for 20 years. So the people still worship at Mount Gibeon, where Moses' tabernacle was pitched, mm -hmm. but there was no presence there. Wow. For 20 years, for 20 years, they con they continued in their services, like with church service, like we go every Sabbath to church and we praise God, but there was no presence. presence. Huh. There was no presence. Wow. So there was church. spiritual darkness. And then, mm. and then Saul, who was king, that was not his priority. His priority was to secure his dynasty, was mm -hmm. to make Jonathan king. Mm -hmm. So when he saw David was rising and how the people, when they, 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 they defeated the Philistine and the, the, the women were singing, Saul killed his thousand and David his 10,000. It really changed his heart from there on. So he saw David as the rising star and a threat to his dynasty so mm -hmm. he shifted his focus but not only that we've seen where he went to where samuel told him to go to gilgal and to wait for him seven days to come and make a sacrifice because you know israelites always have enemies and how he went and did the sacrifice himself so he was truly not submissive and one yeah. one of the reasons one of the issue i found with Saul, he didn't take accountability because he even yeah. told the prophet samuel it's because in your delay why I went and made the sacrifice. And no king 
you know, God, there's a spiritual leadership and there's a political leadership. And most time they are, there is a, a, a firewall between both of them. If, mm. if, if I would put that. So mm. the, the king can never remember Uzziah, that when he got the Bible, so when he got too prideful in his heart, that he went into the temple to burn incense. And the priest went in there and said, no, you can't, because he got so arrogant that mm-hmm. God inflicted him and strike him right. down. So right. that was what Saul was doing. He was taking on something that was not, he was never yeah. ordained to do. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And so he, he, it was not his heart to say, to unite the people, to bring back the ark to the Mo- Moses tabernacle. So the presence of God would come back, that they could repent and seek God's face. That was not saw. We saw where he killed 85 priests mm. in mm-hmm. Nob when David went there to get help from Ahimelech. Yeah. And he Ahimelech, went there yeah. and, and yes, and he had, and his mercenary Do- Doeg killed the priest because he asked some of his army people to do it. And they said, we wouldn't lay Mm -hmm. hand on the holy men. And he really, so when he wanted to seek God, there were no priests for him to go to. So that was this condition. So David saw that. And that's why David said, you know, if God is so good to me that he took me from the sheepfold and he anointed me to be king over his people, Mm -hmm. the first tribute I should give to him was to bring him back in the midst of his people. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just thinking, how do we relate that now? to our praise. I mean, David was very, he he was praising the fact that he was bringing the presence of God back to the city. But how do we just are not mindful of the fact that God is there and that we should reverence him and that we should give him all the glory and honor? Why are we not reverencing him the way we should? It's a very good question, Dawn. I think it all has to do with our relationship. If we don't know someone, we don't give that person that tribute that that person deserve or that person we would normally give to someone. Mm. You know, take for example, a couple, you know, you know, as a wife and a husband, you do things, you know, what he likes, you know, what she likes, Mm. and you do things to please that person. Mm. I think most times people are casual about their relationship with God. Mm. They know that he's a God, that he's loving, and he says in his word that he gives rain, he falls rain on the just and the unjust, that he's faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm. But to get to know him that, that, that relationally and exper- experientially, mm. that is what is lacking. And that sense of reverence of mm. the, David knew, you know, like some of the Psalm, like Psalm 23, which is such a popular so- Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. He mm. actually wrote that Psalm when he was about 15 or 16 years old. Hmm. so he knew God because he spent time with God and that's what God was saying I'm looking not only for David in our day you know Mm -hmm. contemporizing in our day God Mm. is looking for a man a woman a boy or a girl after his own heart heart where we're going to put him first Jesus said it seek ye first the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is to spend time with him in, in his word to spend time with him in prayer to spend time with him in meditation especially now because he said we should meditate upon his word and that's what David did 
That's why David, because bringing up the ark is not just to bring back the presence of God. It was more than that. It mm-hmm. was prophetic because it was through the lion, the, the tribe of Judah, okay. that Messiah would come. And okay. then, like, let me tell you, it's deeper. What I spoke yesterday, it is like that time slot wouldn't have allowed me to no, even expound yeah. on that. Because let me tell you, that same place, Jerusalem, mm. was where the, the, the temple of, of Solomon was erected. Solomon. It's not even the temple. We call it the temple of Solomon, but it's actually the temple of God. And this is where he covenanted with his people that when they consecrated that, that his presence, his glory came down so thick that the priests were ministering. They had mm-hmm. to leave the temple because mm-hmm. the weight of his glory came in. Mm-hmm. But he, he said to them that this is the place where I will make my name and my covenant that even the foreigner can come here and pray. That mm-hmm. when there's war, you can come here and pray. When mm-hmm. there's sickness, you can come here and pray. This is where we talk about when we in 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 second um chronicles 7 verse 14 which is very popular if my people who are called by my name and he said that and he personalized that who are called by who will humble themselves so whenever the people sin they know that they can go to that central place and pray to the god of heaven but we have to know him first we Mm -hmm. have to be in relationship first and the wonderful thing about us we have the holy spirit who indwells Mm -hmm. us and that's why first corinthians 6 verse 19 tells us that we are the temple of the holy spirit we are we hold Host the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And if we're hosting the presence of God, he said the Holy Spirit has come to, to teach us, to lead us into righteousness, to lead us into truth. But I feel that people's lives nowadays is so cluttered with noises, with stress, the world, with mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. that people are really not taking quality time to seek God. And people are, people are, are living their, their, their spiritual experience through the TV, through, through someone who's already is preaching a sermon that that person had their God encounter. Mm-hmm. They had their time with God for God to download that into them. So mm-hmm. we have to sit before God because the, the, the word of God says that after the temp, uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant was brought up, that David went in and sat before God. That's mm-hmm. to me so profound to thank God. So there are times when we have to just go and sit mm-hmm. and listen. I believe that we're living in this time, Dawn, where that is what the Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. There are just so many cacophony of noises in the world, mm-hmm. the political noise, the cultural noise, so many noises. And he's like saying, be still, be still and sit mm-hmm. before me. Mm-hmm. Come get to know me. And I used that term yesterday, ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O is a, is a Greek word when we mean to know God, not in a propositional ascent that was, we know about God, we know about mm-hmm. that he's created. Like, you know, is to experience God for yourself, is to have that relational and experiential experience with him, that you know him, you know his words, that you can recount his promises, because that's what David did. You know, he reminded God of his covenant. He reminded God of his promises and he was very thankful. And that is why that worship and thanksgiving, it's so important that when we come in a corporate setting, Mm. That we're worshiping, that we're in a, we're in a festive and a, and a celebratory attitude because of the wonderful things that he has done, that it should be something that is just spilling out of us, that he said, enter into my courts with, with, with praise and with thanksgiving. And, and if the angels are doing that consistently, continuously, then what, how, what, did, what did the ancient Israelites knew 
about worshiping that we today don't know. I think that they knew how to truly worship and pay tribute to God. Right. And even the heathen, they, mm-hmm. the, the Philistines, when they yeah. took the ark, they were, they were celebrating. Yeah. Celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just wondering that, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know what, I'm going through such a hard time. My life is just falling apart. How am I supposed to praise God when I'm going through so much sorrow and so much despair mm. and so many problems back to back to back? How do we do that? I can speak for me. Mm. I've had times in my life where I, I to verbalize a praise, it mm. was hard. Mm. But I praise, I praise him in my tears. Mm. I praise him in my tears because I know that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. I know he's faithful. I know that he said in his word that he'll never leave me. He will never forsake me. And he said, I should take all, everything to him. So what I do for me, I just have a, just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because that's all that there is. If today I don't feel like I feel like I want to praise God, I'm going to talk to him about it. But just by me sitting and talking to him, then he lift that burden. That, that he give me that peace. So mm-hmm. yes, I know a lot of people especially know that there's this, this tsunami of issue, health issue, just everything. But tell you what, sometimes praise, I talk about it at praise, execute vengeance against the enemy. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking sometimes about the physical enemy. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. depression. I'm, a, I'm talking about the thoughts of, 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 of suicide. I'm talking about um, the stress. I'm talking about loneliness. I'm talking about things that the enemy will bring back because he has a tendency to bring back your past, to bring back shame, to bring back guilt. Pray. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can't do it by yourself, just open the word of God. Go to the Psalms. Mm. Go to the Psalm. And, and just pour out your heart, use them as prayers, you know, just go there and, 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 and just like David, you know, there was a Psalm, I think it was written by Asaph, Psalm 73, where he, he was literally just being brutally honest. Like said, God, I see the wicked flourishing. It seemed like they have no pain. It seemed like even, even in their death, it seemed like they died better than the saints really. and all about, mm. but then he said that, but then, but, and then I trust you when I look at it and I see what your judgment is in the sanctuary, I trust you. I put my hope in you. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 27, verse three. He said, if I, if I didn't have hope, right? Mm. I would be just discouraged. I would be lost. But when I look into the sanctuary, when I look into your word, you encourage me. So get into the word, find, find favorite mm. Psalm. There was a Psalm that said, why are you disquieted within your soul? Why, why? Mm. And they said, it's a hope in the Lord, hope in the Lord. You know, the other day I was going through something and I, and I saw Psalm 143 verse 10, where he said that, you know, I must seek the will of God and that he will lead me and level ground. And that was all I needed. So yeah. that, that's what the word of God does. The word of God is living, it's breathing, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. The word of God is not motivational speak, it's not self-help. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is it is it's life-giving. It 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 breaks every it breaks the the, the, the chains of mm-hmm. depression. So mm-hmm. we have to go back to the word of God. Even when you can't pray, your prayer could be a sigh but you're in the word and not allow yourself to be disconnected. Cause when you disconnect and to start to focus on the issue over your God, yeah. then the issue become the giant yeah. and then God 
becomes really the little ant. But God must always be like the preeminence of your mind to say, you got to get to know God in a way to say, I know what your word says. You cannot lie, God. That's what your word says. All your promises are yes and amen. And I may be going through this. This is what I do now, Dawn. There are life lessons. So God will never waste your pain. Mm. And God will not put you in any situation unnecessarily unless there is a lesson in it for you. Sometimes Amen. we self-impose it. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn the lesson. And because mm. he's a loving father, mm. he will not graduate, graduate us from that situation until we learn it. Because let me tell you, mm. this is sin. <laughs> sin has patterns and systems yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And if we continue in that, we're going to take it to somewhere else. Yeah. And so yeah. for him, the, the children of Israel had to stay in the wilderness for 40 years until they yeah. get it, right? So sometimes we are in our own spiritual wilderness mm -hmm. until we have come to the end of ourselves to learn that what God, who God is and that he has the best for our life he he will never waste he will never inflict anything on you just for the sake of saying i am mm. i am going to do this in the book of job he said he wounds but he heals mm. right so he he will wound you to perfect you mm. And that's what God has to use because we have become so materialistic. Oh, yes. And mm. that, every, that, that everything we mm -hmm. want, we've become so entitled. Entitled. That everything, mm. enti that, 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 the spirit of entitlement. Mm. And so we, 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 every time we want God, like he's a genie. Like if you tell yeah. me rub that bottle, that no God one. needs, to, he needs to answer us. Every time we need to answer us. But yeah. sometimes he has to teach us the virtue because all of these things are, are virtuous how to wait on him because waiting on God subjects the flesh. Yeah. It disciplines the flesh. Yes. It's not the easiest thing, No, but he says that he'll give you his peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And then he gives you his word. And then he said, I give you these examples of those who have died and, and are sleeping. Mm -hmm. I give it to you as examples that, so David is one of my favorite Bible characters like I know, I I can't tell you how much I love David. I I was like saying, you know, um, I mean, Jesus is bar none, but like David, when we get to go to heaven, I I don't know. I I mean, I don't have like uh, people here that I have like you know like iconic people that I look no, right. but David right. is one that I think I'm smitten by David. David, and I can't I can't wait to meet David <laughs> because he pours out his heart. Yeah. He pours out his heart to God. Psalm 63, when he said that, I, I thirst for you, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Psalm 46, you know, when they say, you know, like, um, just to seek God, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. put your trust in God, like everything. So when he sinned, you know, committed a sin with Bathsheba, you know, you have Psalms 51 where he went. So everything, he lived his life that he was a man with just many mistakes, mm -hmm. but he didn't turn away from God. And what I've learned with the life of David, is that David did not turn to an idol worshiper. Amen. That David did not. Of all the sins that he's done, he's never turned his never heart did. away from God. Yeah, never, yeah, ever yeah, did. Solomon's yeah. heart, even though Solomon was the wisest man, his son, yeah. he turned to idol worshiping and he yeah. came back. But yeah. David never yeah, yeah. turned his heart away from God. It didn't matter what he's done, that he always sought the face of God. And that is us. We ought to always seek the face of God. And that's what he's asking for us. You know, your children, Don, my son, they can't live their faith through us. They have to get to know God for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Yeah. That's so true. Wow. So true. See how privileged I am, Don. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Right here with all the information I have from this That's wonderful it. woman. <laughs> I tell you. Tell she's something else in there. Oh, yeah. I know. But um, you know, D, what, what captured me yesterday was in your sermon how you kept telling people that they need to open their mouths. They need to pray more. They need to praise God more. Hmm. And, you know, it made me think about that. A lot of us don't. You know, God has brought you through so much. Hmm. God has given you so much or shown you or just preserved you so much. Why doesn't people, you know, do like David? They don't thank the Lord for what they've done. Hmm. I think we have allowed religion. And in the sense, I'm talking about man-made religion yep. mm-hmm. to really um, infect the way we worship God. We have allowed religion, we we have allowed tradition. Mm -hmm. But if we go back to the word of God, and that's what I'm saying, the word of God never lies. And you see how, for for example, when I read Ezekiel 1, Mm -hmm. and I see Ezekiel talks about the majesty, the magnificence of God, that he had a vision where God came in the whirlwind like fire with the, mm. the, 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 the seraphim, the guardian, the, the guardians of his throne and how he has a movable chariot and a movable throne. It's like you, you can't read that even though we can't fully understand what the vision is like. It, you, you just have to bow down in worship and what the angels are doing. And then I look at Isaiah 6. When, when the seraphim was the same thing. And I look at um, Revelation 4 about the same, the 24 elders, they, 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 they fall down every time the angels give mm. glory. Yeah. And it says that this is not a one and done event. Exactly. This is something that continuously goes forth. Mm-hmm. And then in Hebrew 12, it tells us that we get the privilege to join with them in this holy assembly. So we go to church and church is an assembly. So every time we worship, we join with the host. You know, scientists are just finding out. There's two signs that they're finding out. One is called semantics, where the universe is humming music. The stars, the the galaxies are, they're finding out that they're giving off musical sound. Mm -hmm. There's another science called bioacoustic studies, where the, the earth worm is giving off sound every creature that god makes is giving off praise to god yep yep so So there's we should be so the 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 fact that we have life the fact that that he gives us breath the fact that we can come together and touch and agree when he said in psalm 150 that hallelujah it is it's a psalm five verses when i opened yesterday i opened it but i just read the passion translation it started with hallelujah which is the higher praise highest Mm -hmm. praise and Mm -hmm. it ended with hallelujah Mm. So I think culture, as I said, has infected tradition, religion, religiosity has Mm. infected many of us where we think that all we can say is amen when he's saying hallelujah, praise God with the loud resounding symbols. When David went to get the Ark of the Covenant, David went and brought, as I said, 30,000 men. He had his worship directors. He had 120 priests. They said when those priests, they were blowing 120 trumpets, but because they did it in such perfect orchestra that it, 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 it was heard as if it was one trumpet blowing. Mm. They gave God their best. So mm-hmm. when the people of God come together, 
we ought to open our mouths and give God and make a joyful noise to the it Lord. Does. Yes. Amen. There are times when you want to be quiet. There are times when you want to have different worship posture. But when you come into the house of God, into a corporate setting, in a celebratory way to celebrate God's goodness, because everyone experienced God differently. We all, our baseline experiences are different. You know, this week you could have just been coming out of a storm. So guess mm -hmm. what? God brought you through that storm. So what are you going to just sit, sit, just, we have to open our mouths and tell God of his wonderful works, of his awe, of his wonder, of his, and the heavens, and the heavens is declaring it. It's that the heavens declare the glory of God. Why aren't we his creature, the masterpiece of his creation? Why do we feel that somehow um, we, some of us are got, gotten to a place where, you know, because God has blessed us with, with material wealth, we feel now that um, we're in this place and space where, you know, it's, it's not for me. I just, I just want to just, you know, have that sanctimonious piety and, you know, the worship was good today and, you know, so we just go back home and that's it, you know? <laughs> when, yeah. So when we're in our secular um, session, today's is Sunday, right? So you have mm -hmm. football Sunday. And mm -hmm. you know I love football, Joseph. And you know she when does. my team is playing. She does, guys. And if there's an interception, <laughs> you you know I'm going like, intercept! And I'm like, and like, like yeah. And that like, voice you know, changed, like, Donna. That voice changes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like so, you know, emotive in that. Mm -hmm. God wants us because when we do that, we shut down the enemy. <sighs> Judah means praise. It was Judah. That's why David was such a praiser. He said David danced before God with all his might. It was no, it was no ordinary dance because not only that, you know, what I saw just from a revelation, that same place that David brought up the ark that Solomon built the temple. It was the same mountain ridge, Mount Moriah, that mm. Abraham yeah. before yeah. took yeah. his son yeah. Isaac mm. and told his servant, Wait here, I'll let me go over yonder to worship. It was the same place when David numbered the counting man, men and then God broke out a plague that he said, go and buy the field, the, the threshing floor of Aruna. The mm. same place, the temple. It was the same place when Jesus came. That's the mm. same place. So it was not just him bringing up the ark to there. It what was to come. It was prophetic what was to come it mm. was when Sennacherib came to to Hezekiah and wanted to to besiege Jerusalem and wanted it to to, 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 to boast about his God mm. and to tell Hezekiah don't believe in your God and think that your God can descend, defend the city the God told to, to Isaiah and said go tell him that he will not even shoot one arrow in Jerusalem mm. for David's mm. sake and for my sake I will defend that city mm -hmm. it's powerful it's powerful do you think that people just don't really fully understand the depth of God's power? Yes, I, I truly believe so. I truly I do believe too. so. I do too. And so they we don't. tend to forget that, you know, God has created everything for us. I think sometimes we, we check off a box when it comes mm -hmm. to Sabbath. We've done our religious thing on Sabbath and we've done our whatever, um, given back our service. And then we go back to work and we have our stressful week and we go mm. through all the things that we have to do with our families, with our workplace, et cetera, et cetera. How do we get out of that cycle and come out and say, you know what? I need to spend more time with God. 
That's such a beautiful question, Don. You 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 inspire me because uh, the, I think hey, <laughs> sweetie, before before you start, as question number three, beautiful. Everybody gives a beautiful question. I don't get a beautiful question. What happened? That's a handsome question, Joseph. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, love. <laughs> no, it's Thank you, love. Because it's so resonant what she's asked because that's. I know, I know, I know. She gets no. all her beautiful questions. But thank you, thank you for the handsome question. I love what, that. Dawn is, what Dawn is saying is having that form of godliness but denying the powers thereof. That was what Israel had. They mm. went and they had their perfectly ordered church services for 20 years mm-hmm. without yeah. having the presence of God. Ah, and we, so have, robotic, we have gotten man. to that. We have gotten to this point, but we do that, you know, all the time where God is not a priority. It's like, okay, um, five minutes here, you know, I can talk to him when I'm in the car and I can Mm -hmm. run, you know, here and here, you know, and that's it. And he's like saying, Don, I I feel, you know, sometimes we've gotten... There's a, a, a there's a, a stark descript, um, description with the holy and the secular. Secular mm. is not necessarily bad. But mm. if we allow the secular to really become the dominant part of our life, that is where we lose the holiness, the power of God, the relationship, the awe. It's mm. like people ought to have an awe of God. He's not mm. common. He's not your JC. Mm. You know, he's God Almighty. And I think for me, let me tell you what I humble myself with. I read Ezekiel 1, 2, just the, as I said, when you read Ezekiel, when Ezekiel had that vision of the majesty of God, when you see the whirlwind of fire coming and the, the angels, the cherub, them, they themselves was just so glorious that Ezekiel was just like, he couldn't even describe them. He just, he used word like that. They look like a wheel in a wheel that everywhere they turn, God gives you awe of God. Like Isaiah, when Isaiah sees him high and lifted up on his throne, fill the temple, you know, in Berlin, Berlin Museum, they had one of the temple, I think it's the temple of Zeus. It's magnificent, pure marble. You can you can look it up if you see. And I'm like, sometimes I say, if Zeus could have a temple like that, and then Isaiah is talking about the temple of God, this glorious temple with his train that filled the robe, or in, in, in Revelation 4. So I find um, parts of the Bible that just give me the awe of God so I can bow down. So I am always in awe with God. I'm always in awe of his majesty that, you know, um, Joe and I, we've been watching this program. I bought um, some DVD recently, and there's this one that I'm watching, not throwing any promotion out there, but it's called The Call of the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. And it's all these scientists, agnostics, mm-hmm. and Christians are talking about debating God, but it's more like to talk to really just validate who God is, the awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And there is one place where they're giving you like this, um, this like as always an imaginary tour where scientists, but they just do it in, an, in, a, in a cartoon form where they're trying to, to go to the observable part of the universe. And it would take them 45 million light years to just go to the observable part of the, the universe. They're saying that it's um the, the stars and the galaxies are like 270 billion trillion. When I look at 19 or 18 yeah. zeros, I'm like, too many numbers. Rat, man. There are more, <laughs> yeah. when, when the Lord told Abraham, when he said, you know, his, his seed will be more than the, the sands of the seas. It is now recorded that there are more stars in the heavens than all the beaches and the deserts of the world. Wow. Just grief. wrap your mind around this. So we are living in a society where people have lost the awe of God mm. through technology, 
modern mm-hmm. technology. If you go out and look at the night sky, the LED lighting is yeah. going so far up in the sky that it's even blurring out. So yeah. little children who nowadays are born and they go out and you say, oh, the star, the sky is filled with the stars. And mom, I can't count them. One, two, three. You, know? <laughs> so you have lost that all. I grew yeah. up in the islands in Jamaica where you, when you have dark night and you look this yeah. like the sky is laden, laden. down that there's this oh, oh my god it's so beautiful so you have to go to montana and you know utah and those colorado and all those yeah and to, 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 to experience that so even the heavens that used to just it said it says you know no speech no language is not known so it's like god even speak to people through his creation mm-hmm. but because people are so busy inside watching video games watching netflix hulu all of that they're not going out in nature nature speaks of God. Mm-hmm. So in his mercies everywhere. So I believe, Don, that people have lost their awe of God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are just plain lazy. Like mm-hmm. to me, it's easier for me at times to pick up a television remote and just flip through than to pick up my Bible and to open it up. Yeah. So I believe it's a yeah. hard condition. Mm-hmm. The place that we need to come to reckoning with ourselves. Mm-hmm. To really do a spiritual audit. That is something that I do very regularly. Mm. I have to do an audit, a spiritual audit. I, and it's not me who do it. I allow the spirit to do that audit. Just like mm. an accountant would mm. do an audit. If I offend someone, if I if I have a conversation that I know that it is not, God would not be pleased with me mm. with. And, and mm. things so to allow him to really do a soul cleansing. To show me where I have erred. Mm. So that I am malleable. Mm-hmm. to the teaching and the leading of the Holy Spirit and to be in um, devotion with him. It's, mm-hmm. it's critically important to have your one-on-one devotion mm-hmm. with God. You can have your family devotion, you can have your couple's devotion, but you must set aside. And when you set aside with, with time with him, mm-hmm. you must keep your appointment with him because he shows up Every time you set that appointment, he shows up and he's waiting for you. And I'm telling you, it it is really, you know, it's not very hard. Hmm. If we look at the life of Christ, how he lived, that he ministered in the daytime. But even in the evening time, he would really withdraw himself to go spend time with his father mm-hmm. or he'll wake up wee hour of the mornings. Yeah. I know some people say, I'm not a morning person. You That's may not be a morning person, no, but let me tell you something what's happening. The, these women that I, I, I really honored yesterday, so the prayer, the Kingdom Women Life Group, mm-hmm. we started praying from uh, March 20th last year. It was supposed to be 21 days only. I know we're going almost 600 days. Mm. There were women in that Man. group who, who did not, they, they, they were not, um, they were not morning persons. Yeah. And they tell me now, because of forming that habit, habit. my life has revolutionized. Mm. We have to make that sacrifice for God. David said, I will not give God anything that will not cost me anything. So sometimes it's hard, you know, because that's not her mechanism. That's not, you know, yeah. our, 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 um, um, just our natural, you know, natural thing to do, to do. tendencies. Right. But if we allow the Holy Spirit, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not even going to say it has to be a morning. Just carve out time, but carve mm. it out before the day starts. Yeah. Because when you go there, the boss is going to have high expectations for mm. you. Society have expectations for you. Your family have expectations for mm. you. Go to him first so that he can give you his peace so that he can give you his presence, that you can really just offload whatever is going on. So even sometimes when it comes, you're smiling and people are looking at you and say, why, why are you why smiling? Are you smiling? I mean, you're supposed mm-hmm. to be, yeah, yeah, the crisis is yeah. here, why are you? Because guess what? 
you are secure. That's the morning manna. When they talk about the morning manna, the Israelites had to go before the sun rose to right. get the manna. Because when the manna, when the sun rises, it melts. it melts. So the spiritual manna, we need to do it before we the world, the sun of the world start to all the activities of the world. It's yeah. it's just so critically important because especially now, Don. Mm. where we see there's a cultural war it's yeah. war and mm. we're going to have each of any one of us has going to take a side right. there's no there's no middle ground anymore no, right. and it's silence yeah. means consent because you have to take a side you have to take yeah. a stance and the word of god is under attack mm -hmm. the word of god i've never seen the word of god under such it's it's not even it's it's um it's an imperceptible. It is very blatant mm. with the word of God, what God's word says, you know, with the Bible, you know, becoming, you know, like taking the Bible, you know, we don't want, you know, to have the Bible to, to have description of a male and it needs to be this because we need to include. So let me tell you, even some of the publications, like, you know, um, some of our Bibles, yeah. they're owned by secular um, publishers, publishers, you know? So mm. I'm just saying the people of God need to know the word of God. And when he says that you need to meditate, when he told Joshua, the, in this law, you should not let the law depart from you, that you should meditate on the, the book of the law day and night, as it was for Joshua, is the same for us. We will not be able to stand in the last days if the word of God is not in us, because we may be in a time, we're living in that time where we may not have that freedom anymore. Mm -hmm. to have a bible to have mm -hmm. five bibles mm -hmm. so if we're yeah. if we're not putting the word of god in Different our mind. minds yeah 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 in our minds because that's yeah. where the battle is in our yeah. minds yeah. yeah you know the weapon of warfare is in our minds and if mm -hmm. the word of god is not in here when it said the holy spirit will give you utterance to speak he mm -hmm. cannot give you what you do not have exactly. so when you put it in you then he'll give you utterance to speak it at the right time you said it you said and that's it, what yeah. worship is about that is the, the, the is. sum total of what yeah. worship is about it says worship is total surrender and to god yep mm. absolutely you did you did because uh i remember when you said yesterday that you the line is drawn has been drawn mm. and you said that <laughs> it's easier on the winning side or the other side but every time you praise you're praising someone yep you are you're praising someone and it should be God. Mm -hmm. But that's like it. But you know, I have to mention to uh, you know, of course I was a part of it, but that 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 regal dress you had on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That dress was awesome, wasn't it? Wasn't that dress awesome? With the cape. That was, was awesome. I mean, just flowing. Superhero. superhero. <laughs> <laughs> my slogan yeah. my slogan to that was all for the king she went back she went back in the archives on mines all for the kingdom <laughs> <laughs> but this she's right though i gotta tell you d you look so wonderful yesterday i was Thank just you. glad to part to, to be her pr pr slash hubby coming up there you know <laughs> i like yeah. doing stuff like that that was just wonderful though but but it was a wonderful service overall believe me it's just yeah. wonderful all the way around i'm glad i know many people have gotten been blessed with that sermon uh, yesterday D. i guess well don you have anything else no i'm done yeah oh man i tell you boy i told you this is a, this was a good one this is a good this one well, well, wifey, it's not like you're far away. So <laughs> I want to thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to 
tell us about bringing back to glory because it's been missed in a lot of our lives. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been going to church, I mean, dead in their hearts, you know, the glory is not there, but they've just been going as robotic as they've been going. But like Don said, they've been checking off that list. You know, I did this, I did that. And look, there's nothing to show for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, so, I, I would, mm-hmm. before you guys close, I, I just like, um, I just mm-hmm. want to say that I, I honestly perceive in my spirit that God is asking his people to just, you know, um, to be still, to mm-hmm. be still, to be still, to, to just really shut down the world, shut down the noises, mm. you know, and just come and spend time with him. Mm-hmm. That is what he's saying. You know, I want, I want to know you. That's what he said to Moses in Exodus 33, that you know me and I know you. Mm. That's a privilege when God can say, you know me and I know you. Yes. And that's what God is wants to say to us. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said to Job, acquaint yourself with me and be at peace. Mm-hmm. So that is what God is calling us right now with all the madness mm-hmm. that is happening, the rage that is happening. He's just saying, come and hide yourself in me mm-hmm. and be at peace. I will be your shield, your protection, but you have to trust me. You have to get to know me. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying we just have to have that devotional life. That is what is going to secure us. And it's just really, as I said, it's memorizing scripture. It's it's journaling. Mm -hmm. It's having those little post-it notes that when he speaks, you can write them down Mm -hmm. or you can write, um, use a post-it note for and write a scripture for a week to memorize it. And you put Mm -hmm. it on your, your bathroom mirror, put it in Mm -hmm. your, your refrigerator and in the, in the kitchen, wherever. So when you go there, that you are, you are, I was going through something recently and I I, I was struggling, you know, with, with trust, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, sometimes our faith level and Hmm. Isaiah 26 verse there's verse 4 I, I, I went to Bible Gateway to look something up and that was the verse of the day hmm. and when I read it it was like a lightning fire like a sword because it's like God and when I read it I at first I read it but then I recognized that God was speaking to me hmm. he said trust in the Lord forever for the Lord for the Lord himself is the rock eternal. One verse, three times. And it's like, it took me a while to recognize that that was him speaking to me. Hmm. But you see, what I did, I memorized that scripture. Hmm. Because for me, it related to my situation. Right. So what God is doing, when we memorize um, um, scripture, he mm-hmm. will bring it back with a certain, you're going mm-hmm. through a certain crisis or a certain mm-hmm. um, situation in your life. Mm-hmm. What he does, he just bring that, that scripture. That time when I had that lump in my breast mm-hmm. and I had to do the, the biopsy mm-hmm. and I was lying there on the gurney and I felt alone and I was crying because I just felt like there, that I was this insignificant little ant and the world mm-hmm. is going by. Yeah. You know what? He came back to me, Isaiah 43, verse 10. And he personalized it to me. He said, fear not, for I am with thee. Mm-hmm. I am your God. I will help you out. And then he, he, he really reaffirmed, mm. I am here for you. And I knew he was there for me. Thankfully, I didn't have cancer. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, when you're in the word, he'll just bring it back in his love language to you, to comfort you, to yeah. guide you, yeah. you know, with his, with his righteous right hand. 
Mm. And his word never failed because his word is him. It is his love language to right. us. So right. let us cling to the word of God. Let us Amen. open the Bible and, and ask the Holy Spirit. He said that, you know, if we lack understanding, if we lack wisdom, yes. he'll teach us. That is the, yes. the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to, to teach us and to lead us into all truth. Hmm. Because he is, Jesus Christ is the truth, the way, and the life. There's no truth over here. Yeah, yeah. None, he is none. the only truth. Mm. And his truth is absolute. It is. It is. So I want to thank yeah. you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. But that's what God is speaking right now. Come and acquaint yourself with me. Mm. Amen. 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 Well, so, wonderful, sweetheart. Would you just lead us out in a word of prayer, please? Sure. Father, I just want to thank you for the privilege for this ministry that, Lord, that you have so brought it at this time, at this pivotal time in prophecy so that people will hear. I ask that you bless the host, you know, that God, as they continue this wonderful ministry of being vessels of honor for you, that you will multiply their ministry, that it will go to nations that are even closed, Father, from hearing you, God. Hmm. I thank you, Father, that while your mercy still pleads for us, that we mm -hmm. have the wonderful privilege to come and fall down at the feet of Jesus, at the foot of the cross. And so, Father, I ask that you'll forgive us of our neglect, hmm. forgive us of our casual, cavalier approach to you, God. Hmm. You are the sovereign God, the mighty God, the holy God. Father, forgive us. We have sinned against you. And Lord, we ask that you will wash us anew in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. God, we ask in you that, as you say, they, those that the Father seek are those who will worship, true worshipers who will worship in spirit and in truth without any restraint. And so, Father, we want to be your glory carriers. We want to host your presence, God Almighty. So, Father, here we are. I pray for everyone who will hear this podcast. And I, I pray for those who will share, God, that even in listening, Father, your presence will manifest in such a palpable way to bring transformation and to bring change in our lives. We bless you. We lift you up and we magnify you for you are the sovereign God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you once again, Elder wifey first lady of the house whatever you may be just a blessing I, I just a blessing. that's right i love it i love it just take it all i love it thank you once again thank you for taking the time out be blessed like i said god bless your territory god bless you everything you do continue preaching the word wherever you go and i'll be right there with you thank you <laughs> i'll be right there with you don thank you for taking the time you're welcome once again as, as always uh, to listen to more of Elder Dion Walton's full sermon, please go to a Plantation SDA Church YouTube channel or simply go to PlantationSDA.tv. Also, to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of all upcoming live streams and programs. And lastly, this is what Don likes. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast. <laughs> You know which one is that? That's the like button. Hit that like button like. for doing that. Like. That's good. And uh, once again, uh, I want to say to all our podcast listeners, like as my wife said, truly, when God brings you through something, speak. Give him the glory. Him the glory. He brought you through it. Don't, don't just say a measly amen. Yeah. Speak. 
Give him thanks. Give him thanks, mm-hmm. like David did. I mean, you have to be that charismatic, but still, God knows your heart. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Yeah. On the, what else do we have, Don? We have a couple of birthdays. Oh, we do. Okay, we good. Do. We have another elder's birthday, Elder Vanessa mm-hmm. Anderson. She's on the seventeenth. Seventeenth, got it. Yeah, on the eighteenth, we have Elizabeth Jean Marie. Who's that? I'm trying to remember. I think I do. Yes, uh, yes, I know Elizabeth. She yeah. was here. Okay. She okay. used to come to our church, yeah. Okay, and okay. I think she's away now. And on yes. the 20th, we have Joshua Cole. Okay, oh, Joshua. Joshua. All right. Yeah. Good Joshua. Good, good. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right, well, thank you, ladies. It's been one. Thank you very much again. Yeah. And be blessed. Have a wonderful week, ladies. All right, you too. Thank you, thank you. All right, All right blessings bless. to all our podcast listeners. Take care. Bye. Bye.